The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It is Monday at 3.30, so that means it is time for another edition of The Hoot. This uh, week with Rob Roach, Director of Inside ATB Financial. Hey, Rob. Hi, Andrew. I'm so glad you picked this particular topic because I was here handling the budget last week <laughs> and uh, we kept calling it uh, a gender-based budget. budget yeah. So uh, women at the forefront of this uh, past budget. And you want to take a look at uh, the female workforce in Alberta. Yeah, it seemed like good timing to uh, get some context around, you know, a pretty important discussion around participation of women in the workforce and related issues like pay equity and, and so forth. So um, did a little uh, looking around the labor force survey and um, I've painted a bit of a picture of how men and women, um, some of the similarities and differences in how they are participating well, uh, in the workforce. Let's start with how many of each are, uh, are working right now, the, the difference between men and women. Yeah, um, so in the, in the working age population, it's about 50-50 split. Women are just below 50% of the working age population in Alberta. But in terms of the jobs, num- uh, percentage of jobs, it's about a 45-55 split. Mm. So about a four, almost four or five percentage point difference between um, jobs held by women and jobs held by men. Oh, that's an interesting distinction, honestly, because those are two different statistics. So you're saying of those who could work or are of an age to work, it's about 50-50. Obviously, there's more males than females. Um, in terms of... Uh, the number of people holding No, jobs. just in general in the population, there must be more males than females. If it's a 50-50 split, but men hold more than 55, or hold about 55% of the jobs. Um, well, no, because uh, there's just fewer women participating in the, in the labor force. Oh, I see. More men participating. That's why they have more jobs. Okay. That's so it. is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is that an improvement over previous studies? Well, in terms of change over time, um, it hasn't changed much over the last 30 years. So if we go back to the late 80s, um, about 45% of jobs were held by women and about 55% by men, which is what it is today. You go back a little further into the 70s, it was you know about 38%. Um, so we got to where we are today uh, about 30 years ago. And the reasons for that that gap, um, there's a whole bunch of them. The main one is, is around, of course, uh, pregnancy and childcare women are more likely to um, leave their job for an extended period um, after um, having, having a child or delay going into the workforce if they're young um, because they've had children. And, and, and sometimes that's a preference, and sometimes it's because they don't have a, feel they have other options in terms of child care. So that's probably the big reason. A couple other reasons why female participation is a little lower. Uh, women are more likely to be in post-secondary education, so they're in school a little bit longer, and that pushes down... <laughs> Um, just their percentage of participation uh, statistically. And more men work past retirement age than women. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pushes their participation. Those are interesting. Up. Those are all that's, interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, so, yeah, would it matter as well as to, I mean, we're looking at Alberta numbers here. So would it matter as to what industries are predominant in Alberta versus, say, manufacturing in Ontario in terms of jobs traditionally held by men versus women? It matters only a little bit because the numbers in terms of that basic male-female split um, Canada-wide are roughly the same as they are here in Alberta. Um, a little bit of difference because there are, there are some really pronounced um, uh, differences in terms of the percentage of, of women working in different industries. 
Um, for example, 80%, over 80% of the healthcare sector jobs are held by women. And that's the same in Alberta as it is across the country. Um, but the other end of the spectrum, you know, in construction, only about 13% of the jobs are held by women. So, and we do have a little bit larger construction sector. It's the same for oil and gas extraction. Um, most of the jobs are held by men. So that pushes the male rate up a little bit in Alberta. But manufacturing is another sector where there's a lot more men working than women, and nationally that's a very, it's a higher sector than Alberta. So nationally it all kind of balances out pretty similar to Alberta. And th- those numbers don't really surprise me, um, you know, whereas the, the percentage of women uh, compared to men in, in these industries, and we've seen a lot of work and a lot of attention paid, especially over the past number of years, of trying to get more women into, um, you know, jobs that haven't been traditionally women, especially, you know, in the trades. Yeah, and one of the one of the things to note, it, it does depend how you look at it, there are women in all sectors of the Alberta economy mm-hmm. holding down jobs. But those percentages are quite striking. You know, in the education sector, it's still 71% women versus, you know, uh, less than 30% men. So there's, there's women who work in manufacturing and oil and gas, and there's men who work in healthcare and education. But those gaps have been pretty persistent in terms of the, the proportion for a long time. And it raises some questions, you know, is that, is that due to preference, is it tradition, or are there some barriers that um, are preventing men or women from going into different, different occupations? See, you know, the only thing is that I keep thinking, I keep thinking, and maybe you don't even want to comment on this, but let's simplify this. Let's say that we had a, an area that had 100 jobs available, and that's it, Right. And there was 60 men and 60 women living in the area. So you have 120 people looking for 100 jobs. There's going to be 20 people unemployed no matter what because there's only 100 jobs. So what does it really matter, I guess I'm asking, if if more women are in a particular industry, doesn't that mean more men are unemployed? Um, well, I think it means that that might be the case, but it's more likely that it is, a, it is um, more women are pursuing uh, jobs in some industries and more men are pursuing them in others mm. so it's a uh, and again whether that's part of that is going to be preference and part of it will be tradition um i think what the, the is debate, pay is pay part of it um pay i think one of the big issues is flexibility women um often because they are often uh, the main child care giver um they look for jobs and that's another reason why uh Part-time work is more prevalent among women. Mm. They tend to look for jobs, um, if they have young children, where they can have that flexibility. Mm. Um, and tradition, I think, is also part of it. I mean, traditionally, women would go into healthcare as nurses, and men didn't. That's changing. Um, it's not like it used to be where you know, the, a male nurse would have been really unusual. Today, it's fairly common, but still more female nurses than male nurses. So uh, we'll see how things change over time. You know, these things don't happen overnight because people can hold a job for 20, 30, 40 years. So um, if you chose nursing 20, 30, 40 years ago and you're still in it, that keeps that percentage of, of women in that area up. You talked about the part-time uh, employment and, and the reasons for it. What about the unemployment rate, Rob? Well, interestingly, uh, not a lot of difference uh, between the male unemployment rate and the female unemployment rate. Where it does uh, a little gap does show up is when we have a downturn in Alberta, because the, the construction and oil and gas sectors in Alberta get hurt during a downturn disproportionately, and those are sectors where there are more men holding the jobs, you do see the uh, male unemployment rate go up a bit. So, but generally speaking, male and females, about the same rate of unemployment in Alberta. Hmm. So if you're a government and you're trying to encourage 
um, more participation in the workforce by women, do you then just not try and buck the trend? I mean, do you put money into industries that are typically held, whose jobs are typically held by women? I mean, is that why we should give a hoot about this? Well, I mean, that's that's a great question, Andrew. I think um, if I was a policymaker, if they would ever let me do that, I'm not sure they would. <laughs> I mean, I think you'd, you'd want to make sure that you, that you have an even playing field. So whatever preferences women and men have, that uh, they can make those choices themselves and not feel like they can't uh, mm. go into one sector or they don't have the flexibility to work in, in one industry. And I think it's on that level where we want to make sure there isn't sort of actual discrimination. Um, and if that was eliminated and we let the chips fall and see where the numbers are, then we'd be comfortable that it was personal choice rather than some other I see. force kind of preventing people from doing what they want. That's a tough tough challenge for policymakers to figure out, but I think that's the ultimate goal, is everyone could work where they really, really want to. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Interesting stuff, Rob, as always. Thanks for taking the time. Are you back again next week, or are we talking Mr. to the Hirschman? Hirsch is back uh, from holidays, and he'll be doing the hoot next week. <laughs> we'll miss you, we'll Rob. Miss you, we'll Rob. we'll talk great. to you in a couple of weeks, then. You betcha. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. from now we'll be talking with jesse buyer we'll get the, the latest update on the weather because things are supposed to turn mild here through the end of Ooh, the week that's uh, way above zero come uh, the weekend and uh, we have those collective soul tickets to give away as well we'll do that and the show wraps up at 5 30 this afternoon that's because right. of the city ford face-off show yeah the air those pesky arizona coyotes in the coyotes town. coyotes the desert dogs so uh reed uh, rob bob and jack will have your city ford face-off show starting at uh, 5 30 we were talking with uh, oh, sorry, did you want to go somewhere? Yeah, I mean, just because sure. there's two parts to this one that Ooh, I thought. Okay. There's, um, you know, if you've ever gone to a movie theater yes. and you know oh, yeah. that sometimes people are talking behind you mm-hmm. and you have to, yeah, it's just grating on it's you. irritating, Maybe eh? You turn and tell them to, to shut it or yeah. please be quiet and do it kindly. Um, and I've always been fascinated when... Small children are brought to places that maybe they shouldn't be at. That's not age appropriate right. for them. And I would suspect, I, I would say in in this case, um, a two-year-old at uh, a showing of Star Wars The Last Jedi, Jedi is not an appropriate place to take a two-year-old. You don't take it obviously theater, not, right? So it's a funny. It's it's funny because there are to my to my way of thinking. You said two stories here. So if the story were. That uh-huh. you were at The Last Jedi, yeah. and somebody, not a two-year-old, was talking loudly, ruining the film for you, and you'd had enough and dumped uh-huh. popcorn on them, you might very well be considered a hero. That's I, right. That, that would be the story, that thankfully this woman could not, and on behalf of us all, she did this. However, it was a two-year-old, so... Obviously, she's not a hero for dumping popcorn and the container on the on the head of the kid, right? But the other side of the story, as you just said, who's bringing a two-year-old well, to a theater? Yeah, and, and here's what happened. Um, the kid uh, was, I guess, asked for popcorn. This woman sitting next to the girl allegedly, quote, verbally attempted to quiet the two-year-old. The girl's mom told the woman not to talk to her daughter. Mm-hmm. At, which, at, at that point, the woman started screaming. Screaming and swearing at the mom and the two-year-old, and then tried to cover the little girl's mouth with yes. her hand. Yeah. Then 
allegedly proceeded to dump popcorn over the two-year-old's head and hit her with the empty container. That's right. And it turns out, once uh, charged... Now, this happened back in January, but charges were just laid. Mm -hmm. This woman who did all of this, who dumped the popcorn and uh, tried to muffle the child, her 61-year-old dad, Charles, was there too. Mm -hmm. And he's also facing charges. uh, This, you know, the details of which will all come out. But an employee at the theater has been quoted as saying... That that guy is a troublemaker, that they've had problems with him before, before that he's caused disruptions and disturbances in the theater. So now they he have wasn't the same surprised. last name as 61 and 25. I'm guessing that they're uh, father, daughter, father, daughter. Yep. Nice. Nice. That acorn didn't but, fall far oh, from the tree. But, you know, the kid, again, you don't bring a two-year-old kid to a, to a Star Wars movie. But what they did was completely inappropriate. There was... And there's, a, you know what, uh, obviously inappropriate. And there's discrepancies in the stories, as there always is in these cases, because as inappropriate as their actions were, what they say led them to do that was the fact that the child was being disruptive. What the mother says is that she was given popcorn to keep her busy, and when she got the popcorn, she yelled out, Popcorn! popcorn. And which that, a two-year-old will. Right, which was what just, you know, was the straw My that foot. broke the camel's back. Yeah, <laughs> Squirrel! So, oh, but you know what? I mean, let's look at it. If it turns out that the kid, the child was being completely disruptive the entire time you still obviously cannot dump popcorn or you know grab another kid's another uh, parent's child but i always wonder when i see a child being loud in a situation where they shouldn't be like we talked about the airline story mm-hmm. where the kid was climbing across the top of chairs you can't take a child outside of an airline but you can certainly take them outside of a theater i mean if it turns out that the child was being very loud and misbehaved the parent does need to remove the child. It still does not yeah. justify in any way would, what happened. I would say, though, that I don't think that the, the mom or the yeah the, the adult in this case certainly didn't think it through because she obviously thought it was okay to bring a two-year-old to a movie theater. Yeah. So that was kind of the... To a movie that they would have no interest in. No really. interest in whatsoever. Yeah, it's not like it's a cartoon or anything. No. On the other hand, you know, before I even look at the texting line, I know there will be those parents, especially single parents, who will say, well, how am I supposed, supposed to go to, to a do, movie, yeah. right? There are movie theaters here in Edmonton, and there they or certainly had been recently that did screenings where you could bring your kid. Oh, really? So you're oh, in a room that story. with yeah. all other parents, and you yeah. have anything, bring your kid with you, and, and that's uh, one way to handle it. Hey, is, have movie theaters ever offered babysitting? Because you know they all have those party rooms and fun rooms for if you want to have a party there. Yeah, not that I know of. Well, given that theaters are sort of struggling these days with the internet and downloads and streaming services, maybe that's something they should think about. What's the last movie you saw in the theater? Uh, I don't know. Last year sometime. I can't. I mean, it would have been with Hunter. Yeah, I can't think. See, I like. It's a real adventure to go to those a those movie darn now. VIP theater rooms. Just changed it all, and now yeah. I'm like, I I don't want to go to a regular theater. I like the big seats. I like the big seats. I've I like done having it a couple some of food. Times. I, yeah. I like those. I've done it a couple of times and and quite enjoyed it. Um, but I find that I don't have a problem. Like I know the the seats are big and everything. I find I don't have a problem getting any seat. It's it's rare, it seems now. I don't go on opening night for anything, uh-huh. um, but it seems rare that theaters are full these days. So you generally can find a seat. I'm trying to think what moved. Now you got me. I wish Carol were listening because she'd text me. Because I remember taking the kids. The four of us went to a movie. It was a scary one. Did you go see It? You know, I think it was Get Out. 
Oh, was it? <laughs> I think it might have been. That was our. Yeah, I believe that was our Christmas movie. Yeah, I think after last year's experience with La La Land. I don't think we've been back. <laughs> what do you mean? What was last year's experience with La La Land? Sitting through that two hours of the most awful show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> do you really want me to get going again? What's La La Land about? I can't remember. I'm still not sure. <laughs> um, a young gal who goes tries to become an actress, and he be, tries to become a jazz musician, star-crossed love, blah, 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 spring, summer, fall, winter. It was awful. See, now, did you see and that in won. the VIP theater? Because that helps if you have no, alcohol. No, it did really. not help. Well, that's a two-shot movie, <laughs> We got to the least. summer part, and it's like, it's time to go. But we couldn't. We kept thinking it was going to get better, and it never got better. And it won Academy Awards. Do you know, I know, the attention span, I've been told, as a result of live oh, productions, yeah. is 90 minutes is the absolute mm. maximum that anyone can sit and watch any form of entertainment and still be engaged. So how long was La La Land? Yeah. yeah Two and a half days? Felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's no showgirls. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.